0: Welcome everyone to the NBA podcast on RJ Bell's Dream Preview. I am your host, Munaf Manji, back in saddle for the NBA action here late Thursday night, getting you guys ready for the Friday games in the association and joining me here to help me break every da- everything down in the NBA. I got my guy here with me. It's Sleepy J. Sleepy, what's going on, my friend? How are you doing this Thursday evening?
1: I'm doing good, man. Just sitting here watching a couple of these late games and uh, rooting a couple Couple college basketball games and so just hanging out, you know, doing my normal thing. Basketball all day, all night. Same old, same old.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, look, day by day we're getting ever so closer to the uh playoffs. And like you mentioned, a couple of great games going on, not only on uh the collegiate level, but also um in the NBA. Currently watching Miami and Denver rematch of the NBA finals. Uh right now Denver is leading by ten points without five minutes to go uh in the uh, first quarter there but sleepy let's recap our picks uh from the last ep- uh, episode that we did for the nba podcast and another winning week for us uh, we did go two and one on our plays overall uh our player prop best bet gets to the window for us again so that's now four in a row for us coming out of the all-star break we did have Kawhi leonard against the lakers Uh on wednesday night to go over 24 and a half points and we needed every one of those minutes um for quiet to get over he did have he get to he did get two baskets in that final minute uh he did finish the game with 26 points and that uh player probably did end up uh closing at 25 and a half uh so four in a row there and then you had the pacers on the early opening line minus three and this no number got all the way up to i want to say I think seven, and then all of the starters got ruled in for um, the Pelicans between Zion, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, but didn't matter. The Pacers did Pacers things. They pulled away in those final minutes of that fourth quarter, and they get the victory against the Pelicans, who they will be back in action on Friday night again, so like a back-to-back situation there. But uh, 123-114 was the final between uh, the Pelicans and the Pacers, a nine-point victory there. And then uh, I took a loss on the Lakers and Clippers over at 236 and a half. Um, that was a tough one, man. And there was an opportunity for it to get to overtime. Uh, but when a team only scored 16 points in that fourth quarter, uh, like the Clippers did, uh, that's not going to help the over in that game. So it fell a little bit short there, but that wasn't a fun game last night. I don't know. If a lot of people watched it between the Lakers and the Clippers. It seemed like the Clippers were well on their way. To a blowout victory there, Sleepy. But uh fourth quarter, LeBron James steps up in a huge way, outscores the Clippers by himself 19 to 16 in that fourth quarter. I know we were we were on the Lakers uh in this game here, but th- I think this was a huge victory for the Lakers. And I, I, maybe you know jump start something for them for the rest of the season. And we talk about those, you know, season turning wins or those teams that are the wins that kind of build momentum for you. Maybe this was one of those games for the uh, Lakers against the Clippers. i are not sure if you caught this game or not.
1: I did. I watched pretty much the entire game, and I was kind of in the camp with you thinking that the Clippers potentially could blow them out. But you know, the Lakers win in a halftime. They came out with a completely different game plan in the fourth quarter. You know, Their offense was clicking, and their defense was doing everything they could to go ahead and shut down the Clippers. You know, it was funny. Like We were just talking on the last podcast and went off about you – know, in order to win, sometimes you need to be lucky. And I don't want to say we got lucky with the Kawhi pick, but I think you would agree that there was a little bit luck involved in that one. And the same thing with my best bet with the Pacers, you know, I went into that game thinking that the Pelicans would probably rest Zion, Ingram, and CJ, and that they would go back to New Orleans and and bring, you know, the big three out on the floor, not to be the case. So, you know, sometimes you can give out a bad pick and even though the Pacers, best bet one i could sit here and i could tell you like i gave out a bad play and i'm, I'm really happy that it cashed but you know th- that's the way it goes sometimes right like you need luck in order to go ahead and cash tickets and, and end up you know having having a good winning percentage but i do think that um i i thought your total was gonna get there but don't forget like you and i both supported the lakers on that podcast so uh, I think we could chalk that up as a winner for us. So it was a good good last podcast. Maybe the picks weren't exactly the greatest. Maybe we needed a little bit of luck. And you guys are going to get your fair share of podcasts, I'm sure, where there will be some bad luck involved. And we're sitting here going, you know, poor me, poor me. But that's the way this game goes. And, um, you know, you just you got to do the work, handicap, hope and pray the luck goes your way sometimes. But hope and pray that you don't need luck, that you're just that good, that those tickets are going to continue to cash.
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, you, you just take a look at the box score uh, for that Pacers and Pelicans game. Pacers that were at a 16-point lead in that first quarter, and they lost uh, the rest of three quarters. And it wasn't by a monumental margin, uh, but again, they did pull away in that game um, In the, like I mentioned, late in that fourth quarter, uh, did the Pacers. So you know, we'll take a look on our side, at least for this pod, and chalk it up as another winning uh, episode for us going 2 and one so hopefully we can carry the momentum onto the Friday night card. And you guys know how we do it here. We'll preview some of the games here on the Friday night card. And it, it is Friday. You know what that means. Friday five is back. Uh, so we'll give out our Friday five. We'll go through our best bets. And of course, hopefully to make it five in a row for our player prop best bet for the Friday night card. Um, So if anything else that kind of caught your eye on the Wednesday night action, I know Luca had a big game, in toronto on his birthday he posted another triple double he finished that game with 30 points 11 rebounds and 16 assists Kyrie irving chipped in with 29 so a big victory for the dallas mavericks uh, after they uh, a, a crushing loss against the cavaliers the previous night on that max Shrews, um incredible shot beyond half court and then we also did see the chicago bulls and the cleveland cavaliers Going to double overtime, Chicago did get the victory there, 132-123. And the Denver Nuggets, 117-96 winners over the Sacramento Kings. Who, uh, I think we mentioned and we talked about that the Sacramento Kings had won all three of the matchups uh, prior to the game on Wednesday night. But uh, they pulled away late in that or sorry, in that second quarter and coasted the rest of the way. And like I mentioned, they are in action here on uh, Thursday night against the Miami Heat. Anything else you want to mention before we get into the games for Friday?
1: You know, Munaf, I was so heavily involved in that Pelicans-Pacers game that I didn't really indulge too much in the rest of the NBA uh, throughout the day. But then when we got to that Kawhi Leonard, that that Lakers-Clippers game, I I was pretty locked into there. I watched a bunch of college basketball like after that Pacers game. So that was pretty much how I spent my Wednesday night. But I could say I slept peacefully after we cashed that fourth player prop best bet. So hopefully we can do that again here.
0: Yeah, let's get into it. Friday night, um, again, some intriguing matchups here, and we'll dive right into it. the first one. It's going to be on the East Coast here. We got the Dallas Mavericks, who we just mentioned, they are going to go to Boston to take on the Celtics, and some interesting line move in this game. This number did open uh, around minus seven in favor of the home team, the Boston Celtics, and they, we did see that Luca popped up questionable on the uh, injury report with, I think it's a nose uh, and ankle. It's, it's classified as. Officially is questionable. This line is now currently sitting at minus nine uh, in favor of the Boston Celtics. I think both you and I do think that Luca probably ends up sitting in this game uh, against the Boston Celtics. I think that line is pretty telling. But uh, officially on the injury report here, Luca is officially questionable. Uh, Maxi Kleba is available to play. Derek Lively, Derek Lively the second is also available. And for the Boston Celtics, pretty clean injury report. Only guys on there are guys that are on two way deals for the Boston Celtics here. So um expecting Luca not to play in this game here, Sleepy, uh just with the line indication here, but it's minus nine right now in favor of the Boston Celtics. What are we thinking about this game?
1: I'm gonna have to go ahead and pass this one because when you have a player like Luca who will move the line four, five, six points, it's really hard to go ahead and put your money down because let's say you take Boston and now you're laying nine points. Oh Luke is gonna play. You hate that ticket, yeah. and if you go ahead and you bet Dallas right now at you know mine at plus nine, and Luca ends up playing, you, you you love that ticket. So it's one of those situations where he's just so important to the betting line that it's better off to just pass or wait until he gets officially ruled in or out. My gut feeling, Manoff says that we know that the key number in the NBA is seven, and the fact that this was seven, shot through seven and a half, and eight, it's all the way up to nine. It's telling me that Luca's not going to play. And when you see that in an NBA game, like, a, you know, a two, two and a half point move, especially off of that key number of seven, that's generally information. So I would go ahead. I would wait on this just in case, because you never know. I mean, we've seen these kind of things transpire before where you think somebody's going to sit and, and it's almost confirmed that he's sitting. And there he is out there, you know, going for 30 and 10. So my feeling pass wait until closer to to tip off until we get you know official game time decisions.
0: Yeah, I mean 100% 100% and I was just kind of looking at their schedule here. Um so this is a last game of a four game road trip for them and then they do have a game on Sunday back at home hosting the Philadelphia 76ers and then they play the Pacers uh in a revenge spot after that uh next week as well. So um you know they have a game every other night. Maybe this is a good time. Um you know maybe to set luca here, but I think that again there's I don't want to say there's enough for them to compensate without Luca, but Luca is just an absolute machine, right? I mean, we've seen it since the All-Star break. Him and uh, Jokic have been absolute monsters just walking into the gym and dropping a a casual triple-double. But knowing you and I were talking offline as we were doing our uh, show prep here that there's a couple of revenge angles in this game here as well, right? Kyrie Irving going up against his former team in Boston. Kristaps Porzingis going up against his former team in Dallas. So, you know, I hope Luca plays Uh, just, I think that it would be a great matchup to watch between these two teams. Um, But again, you know, we've talked about like Dallas has bigger goals. And I think that it's, if this is an opportunity for Luca to sit and think that, you know, he's not able to go. um, I don't think that the Dallas Mavericks will take that risk. So I, and like you mentioned, it is a cheesy way out, but I think that if Luca does end up playing in this game, I do like the Dallas Mavericks uh, side here. So, um, you know again take it with a grain of salt but again most important thing when we talk about nba handicapping you always want to check those injury reports right up until game time but right now officially as we're recording this on uh thursday night luca is officially listed as questionable for this game against the boston celtics going up against a another western conference um game here on friday night here sleepy, we got the sacramento kings they are headed to Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves. And currently as it stands right now, the Minnesota Timberwolves are a six point home favorite here with a total of 222 and a half. And looking at the injury report here for both of these teams right here with the road team, the Sacramento Kings, uh, De'Aaron Fox is officially listed as questionable for this game. Uh, he is dealing with a left knee contusion. And other than that, uh, pretty clean injury report for the Sacramento Kings for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, one doubtful tag is going to be on kyle anderson he's sitting with a left knee sprain anthony edwards also listed as questionable he has left ankle soreness but he was listed as questionable in that last game against i believe the grizzlies and did end up playing in that game so i do expect um at least uh anthony edwards to be out there and know, he's came out and said himself that he wants to play in every single game and if he's not able to go physically he will sit but again I've and I, and I Anthony Edwards is a guy's word that I can take uh to the bank. So I, I do believe that Anthony Edwards will be out here for this game. Um Kings coming off of that loss against the Sacramento Kings like we mentioned on Wednesday night and now they head and continue their road trip here into Minnesota here Sleepy. So a 6 point uh home favorite here for the Minnesota Timberwolves. What are you thinking about this game?
1: Kind of lean here with the Kings. I think Fox is probably going to go. He's been off for, what, probably he'll be off like four four full days heading into this one. So I think that Sacramento will have, you know, all guns blazing here. And I don't like, you know, talking about like look-aheads in, in pro basketball because I don't think that, you know, teams generally do that. But I do think that there are certain times that they will. And I think that the T-Wolves could potentially look to their big Sunday matchup. It's going to be a day game against the Clippers. And the last time they played the Clippers, you know, they went into L.A., they beat that team, but, you know, now they get them on their home floor. And, and sometimes I think like, you know, a number one seed, they're always looking for like that potential playoff matchup. And I think that sometimes they do look ahead a little bit. And and Sacramento's not a team that you can just look ahead against. So I worry about that maybe a little bit. I would probably take the six and a half with Sacramento. I wouldn't make it a best bet by any means, but that would be the way that I look here.
2: Yeah, the
0: Kings have been actually pretty good on the road thus far this season, at least against the spread, right? 18 and 14 against the spread. Uh, They are at 56.2%. And then on the road, 17 and 15 uh, straight up. And yeah, I do think that if De'Aaron Fox does play in this game, I think he can be a matchup nightmare for that backcourt. I don't think Mike Connolly can stay in front of a guy like De'Aaron Fox. I do expect the Anthony Edwards to be matchup uh, on him. It'll be interesting to see how Mike Brown in this game or how, I'm sorry, Chris Finch ends up defending Demonis Sabonis. Like, is it going to be Rudy Gobert that's going to be uh, uh, guarding Demonis Sabonis in this game? Because we know Sabonis, he's a guy that can facilitate this offense. We've seen him multiple times, and they do like to push the paces between Fox and Sabonis. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what Mike Brown kind of draws up defensively, uh, sorry, offensively to kind of combat the rim protection that the Minnesota Timberwolves do have. So I think there's a good spot here for the uh, Sacramento Kings. I do like the under in this game, though, uh, Sleepy. You take a look in conference road games this season for the Sacramento Kings. They are 15-7-1 towards the under at close to 69% uh, in those games. And, you know, we've talked about it a lot that the Minnesota Timberwolves, they're one of the better uh, defensive teams in this league, and especially at home were consistent all throughout the season. Over their last five games, they are the best rated defense in the entire league. And then over the course of the season, that's had straight stayed true for them as well, Where they're still the number one team uh defensive rating wise. So I think this would be a a, a good matchup and an X's and O's matchup. I'm with you on the Kings here, uh, but I'll do like the under in this game, which is currently sitting at 222 and a half. And when we talk about Sacramento Kings, that's relatively a low total for them. So I do expect this to be more of a rock fight the pace of slow down half court offense and the defense to be up in this game. So I'm uh, with the under uh 22 and a half in this game here. So you any thoughts or anything else for this game.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be against that either. And I, as you were sitting there talking, I'm starting to think, you know what the under action might be the best play out of the, you know, four man wagers that you can make. Both of these teams are not going to be on a back to back. They're both going to come in here fresh and rested. And I actually think with Fox on the floor, you know, that he, he just has so much speed that he could be a menace, you know, probably trying to get in front of Anthony Edwards and uh, maybe going ahead and slowing him down a little bit. So yeah, I think the under is certainly the way to go here. And these teams have met a couple of times already this year. And I think that the totals in those games, I don't have it in front of me, but I'm pretty sure they were higher scoring games somewhere in like the one twenties or two twenties, two thirties. So it wouldn't surprise me if maybe the market overreacts to that. And, uh, you know, maybe this game, you know, stays in, uh, you know, low 200s, maybe, you know, two teens or something like that.
0: Yeah, this is going to be the third match of this season. Uh, one game in Minnesota had a final score of 124 to 111. And then the second matchup in, um, I'm sorry. So, yeah, in Minnesota was that higher scoring game. And then um, in Sacramento, uh, the game ended 110 to 98. So the total is kind of right in between those two numbers there. Uh, for this game here so definitely looking forward to this game it should be a fun uh, game uh, you know especially in the western conference standings right now so i want to touch on one more game here um, and I just want to discuss the line in this game and i think it's it's interesting because this team i know is coming off of back-to-back losses where they got their doors blown out but i want to touch on the charlotte hornets and the philadelphia 76ers here in this uh, game and the spread right now so currently right now, the Philadelphia 76ers are an 11-point home favorite against the Charlotte Hornets with a total of 216 in this game. And also mentioned the injury report here to stay consistent. So for the Charlotte Hornets, they are going to be on a back-to-back situation because they did play the uh, Milwaukee Bucks on Thursday night. And then also uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers, we know what their injury report is, right, without Joel Embiid. Um, and then you also take a look at the remaining injury report. Robert Covington is going to be out for this game. KJ Martin is questionable as well. DeAnthony Milton is out for this game here as well. But, and I know, I understand how bad the Charlotte Hornets have been. And I think that is just a tough matchup for them going up against a Milwaukee Bucks team. But prior to them facing uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, this Charlotte Hornets team was being very competitive in games and I mean, just take a look over their last several games, um, dating back to the last eight games, or sorry, the last seven games, they're actually five and two straight up and five and two against the spread. If we want to go back to the last 10 games, seven and three against the spread. And obviously, most of those games, they were double digit underdogs. But I wanna discuss this line with you because to me it didn't make a lot of sense. Uh what are you thinking about the spread here at eleven in favor of the Sixers?
1: I think it's basically just because Charlotte's on a back to back here, but I would actually go ahead and I would play I would play the Hornets. I think a lot of the reason is that the game that they played here on Thursday night, I mean that game was over that game was over halftime. I mean, the Bucks were up, like, by what, like 20, 25 points or something yeah. like that. So, I think Charlotte already knew, you know, it's like we're going on a back-to-back. Let's, uh, you know, give the starters a little bit of a, of a rest here. But how do you trust Philadelphia with with the offense that they're putting on the floor right now? They can barely score 100 points. And, like, I get it. Like, Charlotte scares you because who'd they play the other night? Actually, they played the Bucks back-to-back. The Bucks
0: twice, yeah. And they were
1: down – yeah, they were down by, like, 40 in that game. It's like, you know – are, are they really are they tanking or are they really just this bad? But the reason I kind of like Charlotte here is that I think any team in the league right now sees them like it's it's, it's like blood in the water because they know that MB is not on the floor that we can go out and we could steal one from, you know, from a good team on their home floor. But when you play the Bucks not once, but twice in a row. It's like you—you kind of you're taking a big drop down in class here against Philly, and I think that Charlotte will feel that when they're on the floor with this Philly team and be like, you know what, we can compete against these guys. Maybe not with Embiid, but with these guys, you know, we can compete. Maybe we could even beat them. And I think laying 11 points here with Philly is just just too much, even on a back-to-back for Charlotte. Not to mention they—they they got beat up twice against you know a good Bucks team. So,
2: I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas and they got a water bottle and they got like uh, celery chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect, is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much, maybe have that glass of wine or that beer, you're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1, and all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2. And five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash That's drinkag1.com slash Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know Why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With Pick Six, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you gotta do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're gonna have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DriveKings Pick Six app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com.
1: It would be Charlotte for me. I would go ahead. I would grab the 11 points. I would not be surprised if, you know, some of the sharp guys come in here on Charlotte and go ahead and grab up all these points and we see this line dip down a little bit. So I would go ahead. I would play this sooner rather than later.
2: Yeah, I think also you
0: take a look at Philly, right? I mean, they've been struggling to score points. Um, they're the fourth worst rated offense in the entire league over the last uh, five games as well. And you take a look, I mean, they're past several games for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. And I mean, they haven't been able to reach 100 points. And I think that a lot of pressure. On this roster right now is for Tyrese Maxey to go out and perform because he's the only consistent guy on the offensive side for this team. I need mean, to take a look. Their last, uh, f- let's go to the last four games. They scored ninety six against the Knicks. They scored one hundred four against the Cavs. Ninety eight against the Bucks and ninety nine against the Boston Celtics. Because I do understand that those are some of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. But Charlotte, I mean, I think coming out of the all-star break and part of the all-star break, I mean, they're starting to play with some pride and they're actually one of the better defensive teams, um, you know, coming out of the all-star break as well. So, um, yeah, I feel like this might be too many points here for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. So I'm glad you're in agreement with me on the Charlotte Hornets here plus the 11th one. All right, Sleepy, before we do get to our best bets for the Friday night card, like we mentioned, it's hoops, 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 and a lot of hoops right now. I know, like you mentioned, you've been watching college basketball, NBA's in full swing here as well. I've been a baseball junkie, and uh, you could probably call me a psychopath uh, watching spring training games, but MLB right around the corner. And just because NFL season's over here, Sleepy, that doesn't mean... The great handicappers on Pregame.com are taking a break here. Nope, they're uh, knee-deep working hard for you. Let the people know what they can take advantage of currently over on Pregame.com.
1: All right, well, last time we went off. we went ahead, we gave out our coupon code WEST20. Well, for this podcast, it's going to be the opposite. It's going to be EAST20. So we'll go over to Pregame.com, we'll punch in that code EAST20, and we'll save 20% on anything there at pregame.com. You have the Weekender access that's coming up Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We have a lot of 30 day packages coming up as well. Plus college basketball, March madness is on its way. And you'll have guys that are, you know, pretty much drop like their 30 day package. So it'll pretty much get you from, you know, the beginning of the tournament all the way to the end, save 20% off East 20 there at pregame.com.
0: There we go. Make sure to take advantage of it. Like sleepy mentioned with uh, March madness, uh, baseball around the corner all that great stuff again promo code east 20 over on pregame.com so maybe let's get into our best bets here for the friday night card here and i'll leave this off here uh with our best bets i'm gonna go over to that game between the milwaukee bucks and the chicago bulls and i'm actually looking at the under 223 in this game currently over on DraftKings and start with the Milwaukee Bucks side here. So on their road games uh, this season, they're 16, 11, and one towards the under, which is close to 60%. But if you take a look for this Milwaukee Bucks team on the road, they have gone under in eight of their last nine games. And that one game that didn't get under, it ended up being a push against the Memphis Grizzlies. And we talk about Doc Rivers, right? Defense is something that he preaches um, to his players. And I think coming out of his all-star break, we've seen that, that they've put in a good effort on the defensive side of the basketball. And I know it hasn't been against some of the greater offenses. I know, like we mentioned, they played the Charlotte Hornets. Um, they played the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, but I think that for this Bucks team, that if they're going to have success, it's going to have to start on the defensive side. And this being a divisional matchup, uh, going up against the Chicago Bulls, Historically, this matchup has trended towards the under. Thus far this season, two of the three have gone over the total. But if you take a look, since the 2020 season between these two teams, the under is 13-6, and close to 68.4%. And also, maybe some tired legs here for the Chicago Bulls, right? Because they are coming off that game uh, in that double overtime um, victory against the Cleveland Cavaliers. You also take a look at the pace for both of these teams, right? Uh over the last 5 games, the Chicago Bulls come in uh bottom fourth in the league as far as pace goes. Milwaukee fourth slowest pace uh in the entire league over the last 5 games. Milwaukee number 3 defensive rated team over the last 5 games as well. So, I think there's an opportunity here for this to be a rock fight as well and like I mentioned that the Milwaukee Bucks are going to be on a back-to-back situation here and in those situations thus far this season sleepy um the milwaukee bucks are uh since uh, let me start this so since 2020 on back-to-back situations 28 21 and two towards the under um and i think again like i mentioned defense is something that's at the top of the list right now for doc rivers and this milwaukee bucks team so 223 right now I think it's it's a a big number, especially for a Chicago Bulls team that is really struggling offensively. Um, and again, like I mentioned, the the pace for both of these teams is on the uh, on the slower side. The Chicago Bulls not a very good three point shooting team as well. We've seen them struggling with the past couple of games. So, all that being said, I'm going to go with the under two twenty three in this game between the. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks and the Chicago Bulls.
1: Well, I have no problem with that one. I think the only issue with, with that, Manoff, is it, for me personally, and we talked about this you know, on our NFL podcast and, and other podcasts that we've done, um, that sometimes I I have teams that I don't like messing with because you never know what you're going to get. And I feel like that's the Chicago Bulls for me. I think just looking at that team on a nightly basis for me, it's just always so cloudy, so I don't know if they're going to go out there and do this or go out there and do that. So generally when it comes to the Bulls, I try to stay away from their games because it's just a team that I'm not super comfortable with. But it's ironic. You went with the total for your best bet. I'm going to go with a total for my best bet, and I'm going to go right back to that game that I ended up cashing that best bet on our last podcast, and that was the Pacers and the Pelicans. And I think this game goes over the total of 238. You're going to get C.J. McCollum back. And in that game, it looked like the Pelicans' offense was a little bit stuck in mud. I think whenever you take your point guard off the floor, your offense isn't going to operate the way that it normally does. But I think now that C.J.'s back at home, you're going to have Zion. You're going to have Ingram. I think Ingram has a a chance to have a pretty good game here. I think the Pelicans can go ahead and get the revenge from Indiana. But I think Indiana could potentially be – Kind of a really tough matchup, just the way that they play with their pace and the way that their point guards operate. So I think we're going to see a lot of points in this game, and we had, what, what 237 in the last? This number is at 238, and you're adding C.J. McCollum to the offense for the Pelicans. That can only make them a little bit more potent here. I think we see a shootout in this one. It wouldn't surprise me if we get to 250 in that one. So that'll be my best bet, Pacers-Pelicans over 238.
0: Yeah, I love it. I mean, look, this Pacers team we know offensively has just been an absolute juggernaut. They play with one pace, and that's go, go, go. They've been one of the more efficient offenses uh in the entire league as well. Um, you know, throughout the course of the season. Over the last five games, number two in offense, right behind the Boston Celtics. And that stayed true uh during the regular season, where they are still number two as far as offense goes. So um, and I know the Pelicans maybe had some tired legs in that game uh because they were on a back-to-back situation like we talked about um when they played uh the prior night before they went into Indiana so this opportunity for them to have a day off, get back home, uh, I think that the offense will be a little bit more efficient uh in this game for the boss, sorry, for the uh New Orleans Pelicans. So, uh yeah, I'm with you on this over between the Indiana Pacers and Pelicans currently sitting at 238. Uh, Sleepy Friday Five. We're back with it. I know. Uh, we had shifted the schedule around a little bit, but we'll back. We're back with our Friday Five again. Go to pregame.com, Just hit that contest tab, and we'll you'll see the Friday Five um uh post there. Just put in your five players who you think will accumulate the most points on the Friday night schedule, and then Sleepy and I will give our Friday five here and here. I'll kick it off here, Sleepy, with our Friday five. So we'll go over to that game. Um that we talked about earlier in the Boston Celtics and the Dallas Mavericks. And I think of a bit of a free roll here. Uh, we're gonna start here with Kyrie Irving, uh, of the Dallas Mavericks. And I think both Sleepy and I are thinking that Luca does not end up playing in this game. Uh, but I think that even if that Luca does end up playing in this game, I mean the offense pretty much runs throws. Those uh runs through those two guys in Luka and Kyrie and a bit of a rent spot here for Kyrie Irving, right? Uh, formerly with the Boston Celtics. Um, but again, Kyrie Irving, one of the best handles in the game today, if not ever. Um, he's averaging 30.2 points over the last five games. He's at at least 29 points over the last five games um, for the um, Dallas Mavericks here. So we'll start here with Uh, our guy, Kyrie Irving. And then we'll also go over to that game between the Pistons and the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll go with Donovan Mitchell here. I think there's a good bounce back here for Donovan uh, in this game. And again, like we mentioned that that game that they had the double overtime loss to the um, Chicago Bulls. Historically, Donovan Mitchell has done well uh, against the Chicago Bulls. But I think that, he, again, they were on a back to back situation. Now they get to go up against a team in the Den, uh, Detroit Pistons that hasn't been very good. Um, when you talk about their perimeter defense, and then two games this season against the Detroit Pistons, Donovan Mitchell has scored 20. In his last game back on January 3rd, 31st, he had 45 points uh, in that game against the Detroit Pistons. So we'll start it there here, Sleepy. Kyrie Irving and Donovan Mitchell to start off
1: our Friday five here. All right, two solid picks there, Manoff. I think maybe we should probably tell our listeners that we had a little bit of a difficult time. We were making more cases against the Stars this week, and typically when you and I go ahead we look at this Friday 5, uh, we could just go out there and we could belt out guys to go ahead and back. But this was a little bit more of a difficult week, at least at least we thought. Uh, one of the guys we're going to go with here, and it was a guy that, that has a little bit of a questionable tag, but I think I agree with you there, Manoff. He, he's going to end up playing here, and that's Anthony Edwards. And even though you and I kind of lean here with the Kings a little bit, uh, we know that their defense can be suspect. And I think Anthony Edwards in line, you know, for a pretty big game. And this is one of the guys that we didn't have a real big strong case against. And we're going to go over to the Warriors and the Toronto Raptors game. I think here you got to play Curry. I think one of the reasons there's no Andrew Wiggins and you have to take this Warriors team on the road. They've already won, what, their first two road games. Now they have two left, but they play Boston after this game. And if they go into this game, I think that they if they rely on anybody outside of Curry, you know, they put themselves in jeopardy of not only losing this game, but there's a chance that this road trip could end up being a 2-2 split. So I think they rely heavily on Curry here, and I'm not, you know, enamored at all with the Raptors' defense at all. But I think offensively for the Raptors, they're going to look to go to their key guy, and that's going to be Scotty Barnes. And I think potentially, you know, that the Warriors could maybe overlook and look towards Boston and think maybe we go ahead and, and, and try to gear up as much defense as possible in on that one. But Barnes might be in line for a pretty big game here. Siakam scares me because if that guy gets hot and he, he seems like he'll just keep on shooting, but. I think Barnes is a is is a healthy way to go here. Looking at the card, I mean, like we said, we we made a lot of cases against some of the stars, so it felt like maybe like our first, second, and third pick were pretty strong. Maybe our you know fourth and fifth maybe a little bit weak. But good luck to everybody else out there trying to find five guys. Don't copy ours, but you know go out there and try to find your own because I, I think this was a, a little bit of a challenging Friday five there, Yeah,
0: 100. When we we're doing our show prep, I, I mentioned that this seemed like it was going to be a a difficult uh task for us to find a friday five here but unless i think we got it done here again a lot of teams or some of the players that we did mention are going to be on back-to-back situations here so um yeah hopefully we can win for the third time uh this season with our friday five so the one order of business left uh that is going to be our player prop best bet for the friday night action in the association Like we mentioned we've won four in a row um hopefully we can make it five in a row here and we're going to go over uh, to the game that um, Sleepy mentioned between the Pacers and the Pelicans. And we're looking at the Pelicans side here. We're going to go with Brandon Ingram currently sitting at 21 and a half points. And we like to over here uh, for Brandon Ingram. You take a look uh, for Brandon Ingram. He's absolutely been phenomenal against the Pacers uh, throughout his career. So let me start there in the last game that they just played. He had 30 points in that game uh, shot. Uh, 40% from the floor. And I think for Brandon Ingram, I think he's going to have a better shooting night here Uh, for the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. He was 8 of 20 from the floor, 1 of 5 from 3, but 13 of 13 from the floor. And anytime I do see Brandon Ingram that has a, a bad shooting night, more than likely, he always does respond in a big way for this uh, Pelicans team. But historically, let's go back over the last five games, head-to-head against the Indiana Pacers. Brandon Ingram has scored 31, 30, did have one down game with 12 points, but then last uh, two games, 29, and then the last game, like I mentioned on Wednesday night, he did have 30 points in that game. And his recent form has been pretty good as well. Uh, He scored uh, 22 or more points in three straight games here. He had 22 against the Chicago Bulls, 24 against the New York Knicks. And like I mentioned, 30 in that game against the Indiana Pacers on Wednesday night here sleepy. So um, Brandon Ingram here, uh, 21 and a half points. I know you also had a good handicap uh, for the uh, player prop best bet here for Brandon Ingram.
1: Yeah, I liked Ingram quite a bit. And a lot of that was due to the fact that I really liked the over in this game. And that was my best bet. So I obviously think there's going to be points. But I do think that C.J. McCollum being on the floor actually helps Brandon Ingram. I think Ingram operates so much better when the point guard's out there because it alleviates a whole hell of a lot of pressure from Ingram and Zion. Now you have to focus on C.J. And I think the offense just runs a whole hell of a lot more smooth. So, you know, Ingram going out there had 30 against Indy. You know he's going to go out there and probably heat check against this team again, especially at home trying to get revenge and i think they rely on their best player you know their healthiest player because zion had a little bit of a leg issue cj coming back from an ankle issue i think they rely heavily on ingram i wouldn't be shocked if he goes and he puts up another 30 point game so i'm all in here on ingram to go ahead and have a big game and make it five straight player prop best bet winners
0: yeah hopefully we can get to the window uh for brandon ingram here so brandon ingram no pressure. If you are listening to the podcast here over 21 and a half points uh, to get it done on Friday night against the Indiana Pacers. So maybe that is going to wrap it up, my friend for this edition of the NBA podcast on RJ Bell's dream preview. Um, I mean, getting ever so closer to not only March madness, but uh the NBA season wrapping up. And before we know it, the playoffs are going to be here, but anything else our listeners need to know before we go our separate ways.
1: Yes. Actually, there is. I was curious if Munaf was in a bit of a quandary tonight, being that the, well, Munaf's Brooklyn Nets were taking on the Atlanta Hawks. And if you guys have been listening to the podcast, you know that Munaf has some rooting interest for not only the Hawks, but also the Nets. So I was curious, who did you really want to win that game tonight? Because I was confused. I'm like, he's probably probably not happy with however this result goes.
0: So... <laughs> Since I already have one up on you on our head to head this season, I was actually rooting for the Atlanta Hawks. Now, she did bet on the Atlanta Hawks, and that didn't go my way, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, it's going to be interesting to see. Again, both of these teams are very intriguing here, Sleepy, going down the stretch because Brooklyn, again, we talked about it. Um, you know, they have the new head coach, and, you know, they're still kind of in that play in tournament picture. And then you have the Atlanta Hawks that are without Trey Young now. And they're also trying to make the playoffs here being in that play in tournament. So, yeah, it was a little bit weird watching both of my teams that have been crowned uh, for the rest of the season here going up against each other. And the funny part is sleepy that they're going to be back at it uh, again on, I believe, Saturday night. So um, hopefully the Atlanta Hawks respond back and they can uh, split the series and then I can wipe my hands clean and just watch these two teams for the rest of the regular season.
1: Well, hopefully that's the last game between these two there, Manoff, but I was thinking, I'm like, I wonder who the hell he's rooting for right now. So interesting, but yeah, so that was, that was, that's pretty much all I had. Hopefully we do well. Hopefully you guys have a good weekend, safe weekend, have fun out there, cast some tickets and, uh, you know, get ready for, uh, for next week. We'll be back
0: yeah and next week it will be the month of march and before we know it when march is going to be over the uh nba playoffs will be upon us but again so a lot to be determined like i mentioned here in the nba so we'll be back next week uh sometime uh so look out for us then. hopefully like uh sleepy mentioned we did put some more money in our pockets with our picks in this um friday night card uh so good luck with your bets and we'll talk to you guys down the road